When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. In case you just missed the news a few moments ago, because this story is huge. Nurse Lucy Letby has been sentenced to whole of life in prison. It's a shocking story. It really, really is. All those little innocent children at the start of their lives didn't make it because of that lady. And she'll never see the light of day again. That sentence just issued in the last few moments there. Uh, It'll be all over the news everywhere, I'm sure, this evening. But we think of the parents of those poor innocents who uh, were so vulnerable. And that lady took advantage of the situation. It's horrendous. It's an horrendous story. It really, really is. And it brings home to you, you know, you put your lives and your children's lives in the hands of others and you trust them and trust them implicitly. And yet something like this happens. Oh my God almighty. It's shocking and we think of them all today. Anyway, that news just emerging in the last few minutes. You'll be hearing more about it through the afternoon here on LMFM Radio News. Welcome to the show. Hope you had a lovely weekend. It was a windy one, wasn't it? Really windy. Oh my word. And it's still blowing out there. The gale overnight. Friday to Saturday was incredible. And there were trees down in the northeast and beyond. We escaped probably the worst of it. Uh, the worst of it here in this neck of the woods. But still trees fell. And we're starting with trees today on the show. He was my guest on Late Lunch some time ago. Really enjoyed talking to him. He's an arborist and a tree felling expert from uh, County Meath. Wesley Monaghan, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jerry, for having me. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for joining me today. I take it your phone was hopping the weekend. It was non-stop now, in fairness. And when it gets that bad, I think I end up booking in reverse because there's only so many calls you can get back. It was crazy. Um, don't think we were expecting the storm to be as bad as it was. The amount of trees down is phenomenal. Mm. And, and for listeners, maybe context it. You're the expert. Why is a storm of that magnitude so uh, destructive with trees at this time of the year? Well, at this time of the year, I was just going to say, sometimes they're nearly less destructive in the winter because there's no leaves. So when the when the sap is up the tree and all the foliage is on them, it's just an extra leverage. And the wind, it's just a pure sail. So that's why it just does unbelievable destruction this time of the year. So sap combined with the leaf uh, acting, as you said, like a sail. Well, you see, when the sap is up the tree, Jerry, it's, it's extra weight. So the trees are heavier this time of the year than they would be in the winter. And then obviously when they're in full foliage, like when the wind is catching them, it's literally lifting them clean. Root balls and all, you'd see it there coming out and bits splitting here and there. Um, whereas in the winter, as I said, they're lighter and the wind can generally go through the tree more. 
How do we, you know, for listeners today eh, who have many lovely and beautiful old trees in their gardens, we see them in uh, parks, along roadways as well. How do you spot a tree that's in trouble? That's a big question, isn't it? Sometimes it is a big question. It's probably one that's kind of vague. It's maybe hard to answer, but like sometimes a lot of the time, it's nearly like physics. If it doesn't look right, it's generally not. Now, obviously, you're going to have big trees, but sometimes you would see a tree with a big, long lateral limb coming out of it that's maybe going parallel to the ground. It could be four to six metres long and maybe 10 to 12 inches wide. Like the strength that's required in that to hold something of that magnitude, it's the timber. It's phenomenal the strength it's in it, but eventually it just weakens over time and it does snap and fail. And you can kind of see that with different stuff. Probably the biggest thing that's a concern along the roadside trees and stuff falls is ivy. Mm. And um, I mean, ivy, it just hides defects on the trees. You can't really see any cavities or what the health of the tree is like because it's completely choked with ivy. And again, the biggest concern for that is what I was saying. It's another sail in the wind. So when the wind or a storm does come, the ivy, literally, the wind can't go through the tree and it's just lifting them clean out of the ground. Would you be in favour of nicking it at the base if people can do that? Is that something worth doing? It's definitely. Look at maintaining your trees and doing stuff. And it's the simplest, uh, least dramatic measure. Some people go crazy there. I've seen it on the news there a while ago, actually, of cutting every ash tree and... I don't feel like that's the answer. Um, we're going to need some ash trees that are kind of can build up some re- resilience to this ash dieback that's coming in. But if you can take off the ivy, and like, as if it doesn't look right, it's generally not right. And there's loads of lads that's out there that can give maybe an independent assessment or something. It doesn't need to be a tree surgeon. There's guys that all they do is tree reports and just to have a look at them and know then and just maintaining them is the is the easiest thing. You mentioned ash dieback there. How big an issue is that? You're out at this work every day. I'm out at it every day. So it is becoming more and more of an issue. I'm only starting to notice it this year. I might as well be honest. Um, I feel like it's going to get worse in the next couple of years. But people are starting to panic and lose the run of themselves. And I mean, there, there's, there's talk, they're, they're cutting everything inside. I don't think it's that dramatic just yet. Because mm. um, every tree, like, just no matter what road you go, it's... 80% or predominantly ash trees is on the road um, but a lot of them again are covered in ivy and at least if that's cut like it's a huge help it's a huge help to even see what it's like to give the trees a chance um, but if they are dead or dying as I say like even just to get some sort of, a, of an assessment on them the they're, they're better off to come down because they're spreading in the wind this ash dieback so if you have a row of ash um, and you cop one of them with it it's travelling through the air and it's spreading from one to the next and instead of maybe taking the one down sooner rather than later it's wiping them all out when they're left and neglected It's the last the ashes you know to throw its leave, uh, a leaf and nearly the first to get rid of it as well come autumn time but will you see a tree that has no leaf on it say for a year you, you can understand that that tree is actually dead would you be in favour of removing all those especially from roadsides? 100%. Like, there's of no purpose, and I'm not, I, I, I am against just willy nilly cutting down trees, if you like. But um, when you have stuff along the road and they're dead, and you can clearly see among stuff when there's no foliage, like, you don't even need to be a tree surgeon. When stuff's in foliage and in leaf, you can cop out the dead trees from 500 metres away. So there's no value to leave them on the side of the road wilting. It actually gets more dangerous. You see some of them that they're that dead or dying, nearly even going to try and go near them with a machine or to knock them over. There's branches falling off causing it just makes it that even bit more awkward so when they are dead or dying amongst the thing better off sooner rather than later just get them out of there and less safe
What about beech trees? You know, big mature beech trees, you know, probably they're hundreds of years. Are they a vulnerability as well? And what's the story? Oh, it's so hard to call. I'm after seeing one. I mean a class tree that's not too far from where I live. And the whole root ball came up over the ground. And it was absolutely looked perfect to me, to whoever. But the ground was so wet. Like, where do you draw the line? And it's so hard to call that. Mm. Um, I mean, this tree, Jerry, was massive. And root ball, whole shebang, up out of the ground. Up. Um, but now, in fairness, it wasn't near... It was it was on, um, on a farmland. So, like, there was yeah. no harm done or anything like that. But the tree was fully healthy. There was no signs of... Raw or the kids it again. It's just one of these freak storms this time of the year. The ground was wet as well, so it's kind of softened around it. It's it's one of those things. I I can't nearly answer that. Like I mean, it's not mm. a case for those cutting beech trees. But again, just having a look at them, being vigilant. If it doesn't look right or there's big limbs or it's you know even to tin it out. So that tree that fell, the beech tree, would have probably survived if it was tinned out. Yeah. I mean, it was massive foliage again up the top. There was no ivy on it. Um, but when the wind came, that freak storm and just healed the whole lot up out of the ground. That's another point you make there. Uh, the uh, softness of the ground with all the rain we've had in July and into August. Another factor too. Nothing really. You know, when it's like concrete, well, it's a bit of an anchor there, but not on the soft ground. Tell me this. Back to the trees along the roadsides and that. Do you think the local authorities are on the ball? I feel like the local authority are definitely on the ball and they're not... Um, they're not turning a blind eye, but I feel like landowners aren't on the ball enough and they're always looking for the local authority to do stuff. Like, I mean, if you have a roadside and they're covered in ivy, like, that's the simplest process. Just if a landowner can't even come along and get the ivy cut in his trees and is expecting then the local authority, it's a... And I mean it straight, they have so much to deal with local authorities in every county. Yeah. Um, without going around to farmers and trees on every back road and every road it's impossible for them to keep on top of that stuff mm. and they are there is cases where they're so bad trees are dying but um, it's changing now because if you have a dead or dying tree along the side of your road and it falls they've done a few assessments for the insurance where if it was dead or dying and it was obvious it's deemed as gross negligence and insurance won't stand by that so if you're a landowner and you have a dead tree that falls. People think, oh, it falls, it's an act of God. It's not the case anymore because it's, they're getting to a, a stage now where they're, they're nearly over-mature. So stuff is coming to be, needing to be maintained. And um, so if, if you, as I say, if you have a dead tree, you need to act on it fairly fast because if it falls out and you're relying on insurance or an act of God, that's no longer the case anymore. It's, it's deemed as gross negligence because it doesn't take a tree surgeon, as you just said five minutes ago, to know it's dead because there's no foliage on it. So you can see amongst the trees the foliage mm. and the ones that haven't, and, uh, and that's what's happening now. That's a very interesting point and a stark warning for people, landowners, etc., in relation to insurance and culpability when these trees fall. Sadly, you've obviously seen in your career uh, the uh, ramifications and the fallout from a tree actually coming down. It can kill. It's 100%. I've actually, um, I was in Dublin on Friday um, and you wouldn't believe the carnage up round Hoth of a couple of trees come Sunday morning as I said the phone was hopping but you could not get round to them all a couple of like some serious damage was done trees in across cars and, and, and but it's kind of different as I say the, the roadside stuff and all that kind of stuff like landowners need to be a little bit more aware and take accountability 
for their own trees and their own land and do the simple things first for the sake of a phone call rather than relying on local authorities and grants and stuff you know it's you just do the simple things first mm. and then maybe you could look to that kind of a, of a route yeah uh, in your own profession you're an experienced man at this as a tree surgeon arborist and, and a felling expert just before we finish up and I suppose it's an important point to say tackling trees when you're inexperienced no matter how fit or well or healthy or young you feel it ain't a good idea well you're always going to have them give it a go heroes it's not really a good idea um, and I, I look at it again I mean, there's even lads that harass it and are, maybe you can get a little bit complacent and accidents can happen, but 100%. I do, when you're at that profession, you hear the horror stories all the time of accidents and it's kind of phenomenal. You wouldn't hear the half of them, but when you're in that kind of profession, you'd be hearing of Jimmy and Paddy down the road and did you hear what happened? So, I mean, in some cases, honest to God, it's not where you're dealing with stuff that's so heavy um, and just the power for one mistake can, you know, be a detrimental accident there. I'm just looking at a picture and thanks very much to the listener who uh, sent it in to us. I think it's we, Jerry from Lusk. Nice to hear from you today. He was on his way and it's in the area you've just been talking about. On Saturday morning, 5am, on the way to work from Lusk to Balbriggan. Oh my God, the size of this tree across the road. If that came down on a car, it was, uh, you know, fatal. It would be fatal. It's a great picture, it really is, but frightening to see it. Well, 100%. But again, like with some of them cases, you can weigh up the risk of what's around them and stuff. But it's, it's also, it's not a case, it's a, it's a grey area. It's not a case to go around cutting every mature tree that you see in the place. But it is a case of just maintaining them, having them maybe possibly pinned out, trying to check for defects and stuff. Like it's that one that you have the picture of there, it's hard. I'd love to see the picture and maybe give an honest opinion of what I thought um, it was like. But I can't do that. So, like, just. Just to be more vigilant, ivy is the biggest scourge, I would think, um, yes. which is generally what we have along the roads. But just the simple thing, get the ivy uh, snipped at the base and it'll die off. You can kind of see all the trees then for defects and, um, and make a proper assessment then going forward. I'm looking at the picture here. I've just clicked on it at close quarters. It, it could be an ash, and I think more than likely it is an ash, and she just cracked right down at the base. Or it reminds me of a tree. I remember it grew. It's like an Amazon tree. You know the eucalyptus? My God, the size of them, they grow. Yeah, massive. And super fast growing as well. Super yeah. fast growing. Is there ivy on the, on the ash that you Well, do you, do, you, do you know something? Here you go. There's not a pick of ivy on it at all. And it's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's a living tree. It is, I'll give it, it is an ash tree, just looking closely at it. Not a pick of ivy on it. Cracked down near the base. And I mean, this is a Mafusok ash tree. And she just snapped there at the base, Wesley. Yeah, well, there you go. So, like, it's not, it's not, um, the ivy again isn't generic, but it's probably just one of them simple things. And even when you're driving home in the car, if you're going to see 80% of the trees are covered in ivy along the roadside. But there's stuff like that. It's just unfortunate um, where you have big, healthy trees. As I said, the one beside me, that big beach that fell, like, it appeared fully healthy. There was no ivy. Now, there was just a massive sail in the wind. But mm. with the weather conditions, um, the amount of rain that we had, the ground was softer and then these freak storms there's nearly like tropical weather we're getting now you nearly couldn't predict what yeah. weather we're going to get yeah that's why it's more important than ever to do as you're saying to me today to be aware to be vigilant to take the ivy from the trees keep a good eye on things as best you can and act if there's any doubt at all because it'll make such a difference and you're right with this climate we're getting 
who knows what, what the future holds. Anybody out there with more pics of trees that came down over the weekend, I'd love to see them. WhatsApp them into me, 086-1800-658. WhatsApp your pics in if a tree came down in your area, the garden along the road. Love to see them. Thanks to Wee Jerry for that uh, wonderful picture this afternoon. Wesley, you're a top man. Thank you for taking time out of your bu- busy schedule to uh, talk to us today and good luck with all you do. He's gone. He's gone. He's away. Busy man, Wesley Monaghan, as you heard there, his phone has been hopping. Uh, Pauline's been on to me from Dundalk. I mentioned the top of the show, if you're just joining us, Lucy Letby, uh, the nurse in the UK, has been sentenced to whole of life in prison for the murder of all those little innocents. Pauline says, Jerry, it's heartbreaking for the families of the babies that were fighting for their lives to stay alive. And the parents, as you said, trusting in the staff, to make that happen and to be taken like that and how it was not noticed a long time ago made the wee angels rest in paradise says Pauline talking to us from Dundalk this afternoon nice to hear from you Pauline I think so many of us would echo the sentiments in that message there there were warnings but not heeded upon how does this happen time after time short break on late lunch we were in Black Rock last uh, Tuesday for the 15th what a wonderful day we had but I have a listener called Mary who's joining me next and she's a crow to pick about the public toilets there we had a wonderful day in Black Rock last Tuesday and while I was there my next guest Mary came up to me and said what about the public toilets here Jerry? they're not accessible I promised her I'd uh, chat to her on late lunch and she's on the line well Mary what about uh, the toilets in Black Rock what happened did you go to use them was it last week Oh, Jerry, they've been out of order this long time, Jerry. A disgrace on the county council that hasn't got that publicity for the toilets to be used. Terrible, Jerry. Now, I, I, I well, let me yeah. tell let me tell you. I checked it out. There was a they'd only refurbished them. Now, give them a bit of credit. They'd only refurbished them in 2022, and on the 28th of August, there was an arson attack on the toilets. Bins were born beside it. They caught fire, and they were absolutely destroyed. Now, I do know that work began. We reported here on LMFM the week commencing the 5th of July this year. That's almost a year later. The work began to refurbish them. Did you call in last week when you were in Blackrock? Yes, well, Jerry, I'm in Blackrock at maybe three three days a week. Yep. Okay, so you're familiar I, with it, I yeah. Can, I can go for walks on the beach. Okay. Uh, the nearest you can get to a toilet is right on the beach there, brilliant, right beside the supermarket. Right. Can't get in. The gents' toilet is the only toilet that's opened. Okay. The so- ladies' toilet is closed. The disabled toilet is closed. Shame on the county council. The 15th of August was black in Black Rock. Black. You couldn't swing a catnip. You couldn't go to the toilet. If you were a man, you could have maybe gone down along the beach. But you didn't need to do that because the men's toilet was open. Okay. The ladies' toilet was not. i done a bit of a survey, Jerry, right. on, on the pubs around Black Rock. Nobody wants to see the public coming in to use their toilets unless... They are a customer, Jerry, mm. which rightly be. Mm. With the crowds in Blackrock, shame, shame on the county council. I was out there a number of weeks when the boys were plastering the ladies' toilets. Weeks ago, Jerry. Okay. The toilets were very suitable to be used, but they were locked. So, Jerry, I just don't know what's going on. It's Blackrock, I love it. 
if, if, if I could only buy a house in Blackrock, I'd live in it. <laughs> well, that's but if I'm going to have to go, Jerry, if I have to use the toilet, I'll have to buy a house, Jerry. <laughs> Well, I tell you, I I, I, I I hope you won the lotto, Mary, because to buy a house in well, Blackrock. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not making light of what you're saying to me. It is a serious matter. So the gents are open. The disabled toilet is open. But open, no problem. So the stage has come, Jerry. That we've to wait till the, so many gents come out of the toilet, so many men, yep. and then we put a barrier up, and then so many ladies try and get in, and then the men says, "Get out of the way, or I'll do what I have to do on you." So it's not a sad affair, Jerry. It's bad. It's bad. It really, really it's is. But it, Jerry. W- will I tell you what I've done for you? So people that's on wheelchairs, Jerry. <laughs> I understand. And, I in and they weren't touched at all. Mm. They weren't touched at all. I have to I say, I've that's on a wheelchair, Jerry. And that poor creature, if she wanted to use the toilet, yeah. she couldn't use them, Jerry. So are you saying that, are you saying the disabled just say to tell me again, are you saying the disabled is closed as well? Yes. Okay, so no ladies, no disabled. The gents is the only one that's up. Now, will I tell you what I've done? Will I tell you what I've done? On your behalf and everybody else, I've addressed the question to Loud County Council uh, in the last about an hour and a bit. So now they only have it in an hour or more. So I presume they're going to come back to me now with a response. I said, look, they were arson attacked uh, nearly a year ago. Why are they not open at this stage? So let's hear what they have to say and come back to us. Because you're right. It's a necessity. It's a must to have open yeah. and available. I hear what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, Jerry, um, but it's a shame. It's a shame. And even if the disability toilet that's in the middle between the gents and the ladies is open, for the poor creators that's I hear on, you. Walking sick, on walking aids and on wheelchairs. Yes, I hear what you're saying. I, un- I understand. Mm. This day and age, it's more than brutal. Mm. Well, look at uh, you've aired your grievance, and I'm sure you're airing it on behalf of many. And we all want them open and functioning in Blackrock because it just makes uh, it a more comfortable place to visit for everybody. The public toilet should be open and available to everybody, gents, ladies, and disabled. I thank you for coming on to me today to air your views. You're very forthright about it. And let's see, I'll come back to you and I'll come back to the listeners when I get the response from Loud County Council. Is that okay? Mary, it might just take that I'd have to work with one of these, uh, what would you call it, to break the locks. If it has to come to that. <laughs> Don't do that. We won't want you to you do that. Bed, no, we'll get, them, bed, we'll get them sorted for you, Sue. Well, a year is a long time, I accept that, but let's hear what they have to say. Thanks for joining me, Mary, on the show. We were chatting about the public toilets in Blackrock Village there before two o'clock with Mary and she was so animated about it. The ladies are closed and not open to the public. Yes, the gents are open. The disabled toilet closed as well. There's another listener on. Something I was thinking about. Public toilets in your area. What are they like? How are they? What's the condition of them? There's a listener on to me to say, listening with interest to your guest there about Black Rock. I was in Betty's town last week, Jerry. The toilets were open, but in absolute nightmare condition. Don't like to hear that. I really don't. Betty's town toilets not good. What about the public toilets in your area? How are they? Oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight by WhatsApp or text. I'd love to hear from you on the show this afternoon. And Angela was on to say you should have finished that interview with Waterloo, Jerry. Oh, you're too sharp for me altogether, Angela. You really are. Keep them coming to us. The messages we love them and love to hear from you. And I'm delighted to welcome my next guest to the show. One very familiar to us. The other 
Heather New. Yes, Louth SPCA do a wonderful job. With me again today is the Welfare Inspector Fiona Squibb, who's been talking to us before on the show. And joining her today is the Vice Chairperson and Head of Fundraising, Joan Robinson. Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Good to see you. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks, Thanks for coming back, Fiona, to us on the show. I'm going to start with the newbie, Vice Chair and Head of Fundraising, Joan Robinson. Joan, you reached out to me and said, would you give us a few minutes on your show, Jerry, to chat about a few things? What do you want to say to our listeners today? Well, first of all, thank you so, so much for giving us the time today, Jerry. We really, really, really do appreciate it. So, Jerry, really, as everybody's only too aware of how much prices have risen lately, so our fundraising, to be honest with you, is more important than ever to make sure that we can continue to care for all the animals across the county that are relying on us. And despite the cost of living rising for all of us, the public continues to amaze us and we honestly can't thank the public enough for their kindness. Now, every penny goes to ensuring the welfare of all the animals that we encounter on a daily basis and to the upkeep of the animals in our care at any given time. But the the ongoing reality, Jerry, is that we have ever increasing monthly bills and therefore need to keep our fundraising efforts going and increase them, you know, in order to be mm. able to make sure that we can fully care for every animal that needs us. So we're always, we're actually always looking for fundraising volunteers, which really only requires that you sit with a bucket for about two hours at any time at one of our bucket collections. So I'd love to today appeal to anyone listening to please go to our website, louthspca.ie, click on contact us and then click on fundraising volunteering inquiry, fill in your contact details and I'll be in touch regarding our forthcoming fundraising bucket collections and how you can give just two hours of your time to make sure that we can continue to look after all the animals that need us in the county. And without that funding, without that fundraising, you're goosed. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And now more than ever, as I say, because prices are just skyrocketing all the time. So we have to keep our fundraising going. And not only that, we have to step up our efforts all the time to make sure that we're able to keep up with the rising prices. Um, our, our next fundraiser is actually our uh, church gate collection this Saturday and Sunday, August 26th and 27th in Dundalk. So we'll be at um, a few churches there. Holy Family, Hoey's Lane, St. Malachy's, the Friary, uh, St. Nicholas on Bridge Street, Holy Redeemer in Ard Esmond, St. Joseph's, the Redemptorists, St. Patrick's Church and St. Mary's Chapel the Marists and sincerest thank you to the secretaries and parish priests at all of the churches Mm. and um, to all our volunteers who are going to be helping us. But we also, we still have um, slots that we need filled. So again, if there's anybody who's available next Saturday or Sunday to help uh, with our bucket collections um, at the Mass, we'd love to hear from you. Again, if you can reach out via our website, contact us page, Go to the fundraising volunteer inquiry underneath the the contact us button. Fill in your contact details and I'll give you a shout just again to help us with that collection. 
that would be great you've done Doc well covered Fiona bring you into the conversation give us a feel for what we're talking about are you full all of the time with with, with dogs predominantly all of the time and how many dogs do you look after we have been full up until just recently and I have to say our homing has been phenomenal this year so far Uh, our big problem like everywhere in the country is cats and kittens at this time of year Mm. they keep saying this time of year but they're all year round but it's worse this time because people are out in their gardens and they actually see the cats and the kittens and then they want help. Um, I'm just going to say to you now, I cannot be everywhere. I My 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 PA, as I keep saying, she's my daughter, but anyway, <laughs> um, she has an A4 page that's on both sides filled and she could add more to it of people that are looking for assistance. But it takes so long to catch a colony of feral cats mm. that, you know, sometimes people will have to wait, I'm afraid. Mm. Or they can start helping themselves by getting any of the cats they can get and we, we will assist that way in vets if they want. Uh, recently now we, we have had a virus in the in the kennels and um, we, so now the fundraising is even more important because we now have to in, vaccinate all our kittens and cats mm. um, so that's costing us just that bit much more now. Mm. Dogs, fine, they're we're doing very well with are the dogs. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're still getting lots of people wanting to surrender but we are finding homes and and an awful lot of it is word of mouth and it's great and mm. I can't thank everybody enough. Is it more difficult um, to find homes for cats? Yes. Mm. Yes. It's it, Everybody wants a little kitten. Yeah. But then when they see the cats they're not so important. But we have done quite well now. So again, I can't really complain. There are lots of people that are worse off than us as in rescues and stuff around the country. Far worse off than us. We have a flipping great support system out there and um, my staff, um, the volunteers that are there and everybody, they all try to find homes for the animals. It's not just down to me. Mm. Um, everybody works hard and everybody works hard in the kennels as well. And everybody that comes in always says, and I have to give a shout out to the girls, they always say how good and clean and the place is always spotless. They're out there mowing the lawns today. Mm. You know, you just... You can't say enough about them. Yeah, no, it's a so well-regarded facility, yes. I have to yes. say. And, and yeah. pe- we, we all know that. So the message, just coming back on, you know, rehoming. Th- I'm, I'm glad to hear that because the message then is getting through. Rather than buying a puppy, people are coming for are dogs. coming and they're yes. rehoming rescues. Yes. Isn't that great to yes, hear that? Yes, it's brilliant. Yes. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And the other thing that we're doing this year, which we've never done before, but we are... And it's thanks to a few volunteers that put together uh, education booklets that we're going to try and put into the schools, as bring it in as part of the curriculum. Mm. So we've actually almost got it done now, but they're costing us rather a lot. If anybody would like to sponsor any of them, it would be brilliant. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're going to speak to all the different. So we've got special booklets for the junior schools and special books for the older schools as well. Good on you. Um, Educate and inform yes. them. Educate, yes. inform at yes. that age. Yes. It's so, so important as yes. well because they suck it up. Yeah. Yes. The other thing is on uh, the, the the feline front uh, with cats. To bang this message out again today, if you have a cat, uh, you know, and you know, kittens they multiply very fast. Getting a female cat neutered is something that should be considered. Absolutely, absolutely. But getting the males, because where do you think it all comes from? from Mm -hmm. (laughs) Boys, no exception. Not being funny. (laughs) It's just not the girls. I understand that. It's not just the girls. And people do say, well, I won't do the male, but he's Mm. going around and pregnant other females, Mm. not necessarily your own one. Mm. 
So the thing is, if you uh, bring a cat into your life, male or female, please, you know, there is an abundance of cats in the world, we want to say. It's a good route to go, isn't it? And we do offer a a help to the people, members of the public, um, a 50-50. So that means that they pay half and we pay half. Okay. It's at Mm -hmm. the Avenue Road Vets, but... If any, you know, people are availing of it. We thought we were doing well up until this year. This year, it has just exploded again. Mm. And people say to me, "Oh, I've had a cat here for a year, but it's not my cat." Well, it it is your cat. Yeah. If you've had it for a year, you're looking after it. You are responsible. Mm. So please be responsible. As regards our four-legged friends, back to them for a minute. I was just talking to Eamon, Eamon Doyle yeah. here, and Eamon has two beautiful new pups, uh, boxer pups, and he loves his dogs. And like, and I, I have Michael and Messi, the lab, they know him well. He's 13 now, he's getting oh, on. Dear. He's getting on in time. But uh, anyway, he's young at heart like myself. Anyway, <laughs> um, he, just talking about dogs in general, where we live, um, I have never seen anything like the explosion of people with dogs. You know what I mean? Walking dogs. Have you noticed that as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm an RD and definitely the amount of people around the place with the amount of dogs. It's it's unbelievable. I think people are realising the unconditional love and the companionship um, that an animal can actually bring Mm. to a human. It's just amazing. And it's it's great that the fact that uh, we're now reaching out or attempting to reach out to youngsters and because they're having to deal with so much stress and anxiety in their lives um, mm. it would be wonderful to to see more and more of them to realize um the the unconditional love that they can get so from true. It's so true. I often said about my play, he never gives out to me. He always comes off. Absolutely. No matter what happens, he is a yes. lick or a kiss for me. <laughs> yeah. I can say that to him and he yes. doesn't come out. That's you know it. what we're talking about. But tell that, anybody. Th- that is the thing with, with dogs or cats as well. But is this, do you think, a, a hangover from COVID? You know, where people were at home and they looked at bringing a dog into their lives. Or a, a lot cat, of people have said this, that there yeah. are the COVID dogs, but we're not getting COVID dogs. Okay. We're getting older dogs, mm. quite a lot older. Um, but we're getting pop, we're not getting so many pups either mm. um, but I think uh, I have to harp back onto the fact that an awful lot of dogs that came into us in the last while have been dogs where people have been put out of places that they're not allowed to keep animals anymore and this is my mm. bugbearer at the moment I have to say and I do think there should be something brought about with the tenancy board or something that they could try to speak to mm. landlords and maybe something could be put in place to actually allow people because you hit on it earlier Joan there the anxiety yeah. if people don't have something to get up for in the morning what is the point in them getting out of bed absolutely mm. and a dog does make you get out of bed because yes. they know what time it is and you have to get up <laughs> and you have to feed them yeah. <laughs> and they'll tell you when they're going for a walk as well yeah. so these people are suffering like that and older people as well it's great for them to have an animal or something to it doesn't have to be a dog. It can be a cat mm. that sits on your lap. Mm. It's yeah. great for them. And it, it really does come into anxiety and the welfare of people as well as the animals. Yeah, I, I, I think that Very children impressive. who are reared without um, a pet animals. in their lives yeah. and the main two are dogs and yeah. cats as well. Yes. Are, they're actually losing out. That's, that's what Definitely. I would say to people. You know, you're losing out because it gives children something else altogether in their lives. And you know, you're right. I'm coming back to a dog. A dog's a great security as well. Remember yes. that too? Yes. yes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Tap of a dog. People yeah. don't like, you know, they, they're wary when, when they hear that as well. Just another angle to having a, a dog as well. So you need support. You're looking for volunteers. Yes. You need a- anyone out there help with the we printing, do anything. Yes. yes. We yeah. need them in the, in the kennels as well. We need some volunteers. Yes. yes. So there's lots of opportunities yes. if you can help in many different ways to support the Loud SPCA and they really would appreciate it. So Churchgate this weekend, uh, beyond that then? So we have uh, our forthcoming fundraisers will all be advertised yes. on our Facebook page Lovely. and our website. So again if you're interested in volunteering to fundraise or indeed as Fiona was saying, interested in volunteering at the kennels, it's, it's the same process go to loudspca.ie go to contact us and uh, if it's the kennels you're interested in click on um, kennels volunteering inquiry if it's fundraising click on fundraising volunteering inquiry just fill in your contact details and and we'll be in touch and you know we know how many uh, uh, people listening to us today love their four-legged friends love their feline friends as well and you know a couple of hours given would be really appreciated and make an awful difference to the loud SPCA I'll just tell you one thing that happened today go on we we sent one dog out way last year last week to Sweden We, we hardly ever send them but we sent one and the dog has been there since last year. And this morning we got pictures and everybody was in tears, mm-hmm. including myself. Doing great. What a life. Yeah. What a life. Yeah. And we've provided that. And that's what it's all about. That's the yes. essence of it. It, yeah. it really, really is. Yeah. yeah. And just finally, if I can thank all of our fantastic volunteers, just to echo what Fiona was saying about the volunteers and the girls at the kennels and the guys at the kennels um, all of the on the fundraising side of things I mean it's just it wouldn't be possible without them and also uh, to our wonderful venue providers who very kindly give their permission for us to carry out our bucket collections Well done to one and all thank you both for joining me today Fiona Squibb and Joan Robinson from Loud SPCA good luck to you Thank you very thank much you for giving so us the time much. No problem thank you. Snow Patrol and just say yes on your late lunch this Monday afternoon as August moves on 
And uh, the last few days of the summer holidays beckons for many, many school children. Indeed, some back this weekend, certainly into next. Just reminding you, however, that we're extending the sounds of the summer with LMFM Sounds of Summer Stream, the biggest tunes from your favourite festival artists. Listen now on our app or go to lmfm.ie. Sounds of Summer with Kildare Village. Extraordinary designers, extraordinary experiences, extraordinary prices. Find it all at Kildare Village. The possibilities are endless. Now, public toilets. We were talking about them. To Mary, the public toilets in Blackrock, why the ladies remain closed. And you certainly have plenty to say. Uh, one of our listeners on to us to say, Jerry, do you realise that after six o'clock in the evening, there are no public toilets available in the town of Drogheda? Isn't that extraordinary? I suppose... Toilets, public toilets late on in the day into the evening can be a huge issue. There's no doubt about that. But I take your point after six o'clock. What do people do? And we heard uh, the uh, caller, Margaret or uh, Mary, to us earlier on saying that public houses, restaurants really don't want people unless they're customers of the place. Now, I don't think anyone would deny it, to be honest with you. We're not like that. But I understand what Mary was saying. Jerry, I was at a football match in Balbriggan recently with my children to say that the toilets were a disgrace for adults and children would be an understatement. Never again, says a listener. Are you talking about toilets that you might let me know if you're listening to me still? I'm sure you are. hope you are. Uh, were they the public toilets you're talking about in Balbriggan or were they toilets at the football club where the game was going on? Because I can tell you, I was dropping my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters, Ava, the oldest of them, to Cool Camp recently at a not-to-be-named GAA club in County Louth. And when I was holding her hand and bringing her in, dropping her this morning, she just said to me out of the blue, Gang Gang, as you know she calls me Gang Gang, she says, Gang Gang, I hope I never have to use those toilets there again. And there were hundreds of children. And that little girl, that little lady said to me, she just out of the blue said that to me. That's shocking when you hear something like that. There's another one from a listener. Jerry, do you realise there are no public toilets in the village of Dulik? And it gets plenty of visitors. There you are, Dulik. Calling delete, no public toilets, Mead County Council, what's the story there? But here's a real positive one for you, and I'm delighted to see this. Jeremy, I want to let you know, the best public toilets I have ever used are the toilets in Skerries. Well done, Skerries. And I just want you to mention it today, Jerry, and give credit to the gentleman who looks after them. He should be applauded. And we applaud him. Yes, we applaud him. Indeed, we do applaud him for that. Hi, Jerry. Yes, um, that le- that uh, text or, or WhatsApp, or should I say, has come back to me there to say, Jerry, yes, thanks for that. It was actually the toilets at the football itself, not the public toilets in Balbriggan. I hope there are public toilets. Are there public toilets in Balbriggan? Maybe you'd let me know. It was the toilets at the football. I told you, that's what Ava said to me. I wouldn't use those toilets again. What would a child do? I've seen it myself at the football. League of Ireland, Drogheda United. Oh, my God. Dundalk, Oriel Park. Oh, my God. I, I've, I've, I've seen it, especially for ladies. Ladies at football matches. Horrendous. 
at times, honestly. And, you know, there's no excusing it. There is no excusing it, to be honest with you. The public toilets in your area, in your club, anywhere, let me know. I'd love to hear from you this afternoon. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Let me know. Short break. And afterwards, we're meeting two successful business people from the region who are talking to me about what it meant to them when they won at the Northeast Business Awards. Late lunch, LMFM radio this Monday afternoon. Oh, poor England. Poor England. They can never win a football tournament. Were you watching the World Cup final yesterday when the Spanish beat them? They just can't. They can win rugby. They won the Rugby World Cup and they're very successful at sport. When it comes to soccer, what is it? There's a there's a curse in them, I think. You know, the men lost the European Championship a few years ago. They go close all the time. And I'm sure yesterday, the women, they were cock-a-hoop they were going to win it. They were nearly sure the Lionesses were going to win it. But you see, they didn't factor in the Spanish. Not at all. And remember, Spain had several of their key players who boycotted the World Cup. They wouldn't go and play a dispute with the manager. But you know what I like about it? The manager held firm, the FA held firm, and now the world champions. I wonder how those ladies are feeling today that said they wouldn't go. Anyway, well done to Spain. World champions at soccer. Commiserations to England, our neighbours. They'll be back again, I'm sure, but they just don't seem to be able to get over the line. Anyway, there's an opportunity for you and your business to get over the line this year here in the North East because the North East Business Awards closing date is imminent for entries this year and the big night is on the 25th of November City North Hotel and it's a glitz and glamour night every year and talk about glitz and glamour I have it in studio by the Spadeful today because I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Lelia Doolan from the Design Gallery and Karen Healy well there wouldn't be a business awards without her uh, welcome to the show ladies thank you Thanks, for joining Jerry. me this Jerry. afternoon Karen you're back with me today with another hat on all together with uh, the whole Business Awards looming large, the, cl- the closing day. There's been quite a change this year, hasn't there? Yeah. Uh, there has, I suppose. You have to move with the times. And I suppose social media has kind of pushed us that way to um, open up our doors to a different way of voting and a different way of people to enter their businesses into the awards. And um, as well as that, with online comes a lot of, a lot of smaller businesses. Um, so the big giants aren't there. A lot of them aren't there anymore. And they've broken off into smaller businesses. So we're trying to say to these smaller businesses, look, there's an opportunity for you there to actually enter into the awards. We've got a public vote section this time. Half the awards are public. Half the awards have been done by judges. That's a big change. Huge change. So what that entails means is that um, people who are afraid of big forms and having to answer loads of funny questions that they might like sitting in front of the sharks on that TV show or Dragon's Den, (laughs) they don't have to have all those questions at hand. It's the public that will say, look, I've been in your coffee shop. It's lovely. I love it. Everybody else should know about it. Um, I'm going to vote for you. But they can only vote for you if you put yourself up as a shop that's going to go forward into the awards. Okay. And it's as simple as ringing up, getting the form, going in online, filling in the form to say who your business is and and letting it go after that and then getting the link to put up the public voting award. That's That's it. it. It's not complicated. You don't have to do any more than that. Complete the entry online, put up the link and away you go. But the important thing to say is there'll be people listening to us today out there in the public domain who say, well, I want to nominate this business. The business themselves, whatever type of business it is, have to enter themselves first. They have to. But what I will say is it's up to the, if I go to a hairdresser and I love that hairdresser, I've 
you've got to say to yourself, why don't you put enter. yourself up for an award? Go yes. and enter. Same with the coffee shops. Same with anything. Like our, our public voting section is hair salons, beauty salons, which are barbers as well and tattoo artists. They're okay. all of them. Makeup artists. They're all under the beauty. Um, best pub, best restaurant, customer service and of course new this year then the best small retailer, which is perfect. So there's a load of categories there. You've heard them there, Karen, running through them. So if you like your favourite local, your favourite hairdresser, barber, etc. If you're in there over the next couple of days or pick up the phone and give them a call and say, hey, have you entered these awards? Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's like I say, I don't know what anybody else is like when they're on Google searching for things. But if I'm going away for a weekend or I'm going to be in a town for a particular job or mm. whatever I might be on, I will always Google first award-winning restaurant, award-winning hair salon. Yeah. And that's how I decide Google's going to tell me who's the best in the area. Yeah. So even if it comes up as a nominated in this section, then I know they're off a bit of a calibre that it'd be mm. worth a visit to see what they're mm. like. How do they enter? Where where do they go to actually so enter? They go online to, to the Chamber Court, the Chamber of Commerce um, website. website. They can call the website. But draw the, the Chamber. Draw the Chamber. They'll kill me now when I'm saying she's not reading it out right. But um, it's online, which I'll get for you now in two seconds. He's put me on the spot now, buddy. But we'll have it up on your website after. Yes. It's a very simple process. Yeah. They go online into the Chamber of Commerce website yeah. and they just. It's it. Draw the Chamber online. You can find them online there, .ie or whatever. Find the website, go in there and you can enter there and that. Let's say hello to Lelia Doolan uh, while Karen's getting the actual details there. Lelia, you're welcome Hi, to the Jerry. show. Thank you for joining me you're on Late welcome. Lunch today. You're very welcome, Jerry. Tell us about you and your, your business, business and what you do. Um, well, I have a giftware store um, for since 2003, actually, um, at Lawrence's Gate in Drogheda. I'm just under the big monument there. What a spot you yes, have, may I say. The design gallery. If anybody doesn't know me, come and see me. I'd love to have a chat. Um, yeah, we're there 20 years and we sell giftware, lifestyle accessories, um, fashion accessories, crystal, pottery, a little bit of everything, um, a treasure trove. Mm. I but think. being beside the gate is yes, fantastic because Lawrence Gate, many historical landmarks around Drawed It Down, but it is the go to place. You have a wonderful, I take it you get many people who are at the gate just sticking yeah. their heads in Absolutely. into the shop and away yeah, they go. Yeah, we do, we do. Actually, a lot of tourists are kind of coming back to Drogheda now I suppose and it, it would always be the first port of call so we wouldn't be very tourist driven sort of in what we sell but we do have s- certain things but our most of our customer base would definitely be local yes um, you know but we do have some sort of tourists that would mm. that would pop in and out yeah, and whatever yeah. but uh, it would be mostly local yeah local so business, you're saying yeah. that the local uh, and the greater area and butter. are your supporters <laughs> as well do you yeah. remember you and I spoke when the pandemic yeah. was in full tilt we and sure you did. could not <laughs> open your doors there was nobody yes, going into you and yes. you went down that online route yes. is that now a big part of your business online and the face to face it is indeed yeah, I was just saying to Karen, you have to have nearly about twenty hats running a business these days. It's um, yeah, it's 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 nearly like running three businesses. Uh, the online store is one, which is great. Um, the social media is another, and then obviously the bricks and mortar store is is so you know three strands. It's kind of three yeah. strands. But before the pandemic, yes, we closed the doors in March, and uh, that was that. I was like, how am I going to survive now? Because I had no no website or anything. But the draw had a uh, chamber were fabulous and the the Leo and um, Louisa Mara I have to give her a shout out she was fabulous she actually um 
came to me and offered uh, support and offered to help me with the website and everything. So yeah. uh, so that was fantastic. So, yeah, we got going on that the minute I closed those doors. And then we just we just kind of put signs up outside the door. We did video calling. We were kind of delivering left, right and centre. Uh, and then I ranked up the social media big time. Yes. And that kind of kept. And then we were so busy. We were behind shutters kind of probably three days a week mm. um, getting orders out and I was running around in the car delivering <laughs> and you know Terrific Yeah we DPD obviously for curring and, and on post as well so mm. we were actually so busy behind the scenes for all that time and mm. um, I think we reopened in May and we had to take our Christmas windows down that's how but we hadn't even time to do that we were so busy inside kind of yes. doing stuff But it does we show you the way uh, necessity mm. is the mother of invention as well mm. that it sent you down absolutely I'd never have had the time no. to do it yeah, otherwise you so know every yeah. cloud there's a silver line and we every have to say cloud. you know and Miriam Simon who's very yeah, involved terrific. with the chamber was mm. absolutely fabulous um, to us and she has a kind of retail powerhouse group that we we attend meetings every week every two weeks sorry so she keeps us kind of mm. on our toes very good yeah, she's a fantastic of, oh, she's lady super. she she's really really is super, now yeah. come to the you're here today to tell us of course what yeah. you do and how oh, you yeah. how you moved and shook with the, the times and yeah. thank God we've emerged from that you were shortlisted and nominated yes. as a business for yeah. these business yeah. awards. What does that mean to a business? Oh, it's fabulous. And it's brilliant for the staff as well. All three of us. <laughs> 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 but it's absolutely brilliant. You get so buzzed up and it's a super night. Now, we've been, I've um, been fi- or shortlisted a couple of times. We haven't won, so God loves to try. I'm going in for it again. But um, this year, I have said to um, the Chamber that I always thought there should be uh, an award for the small retailers like yes, me. Yes, You know, so actually they did it this year, the High right. Street Hero Best Retailer. So yeah, they, I moaned enough. <laughs> I know she's right because yeah. Drogheda has got so many small retailers yeah. and this is our problem. They mm. never really wanted to enter into the awards because they always thought it was for the big fish and the big people yeah. mm. and wouldn't come on board where not, in fact it's not. And, and I have to say this again a thousand times and every year you have to say it to people you do not have to be a member of the Chamber of Commerce they no. are just the facilitators for this of the event they are mm. just the ones who say look come on let's get Drogheda on the map and the North East on the map and 10 people in the country that we have award winning businesses in our area mm. so come and visit us like, like every business for. really should enter it no matter what you you know yeah. who you are what you are like it's there's one there for everybody mm. you know and the public vote now and is a whole budget. new entity and a nomination it, yeah. is a nomination you can never mm. Never lose that. Nobody yes. takes that no. from you if you yes. get yeah. And and I, I concur. I'll be there myself uh, again this year. I don't know why, but I'm there again anyway. <laughs> be this lost year. without you, Jerry. Now you make it. You're saying the right things. <laughs> keep 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 talking there. But 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 what I mean is like you know the night. I, I vouch for that. It, it is especially It's a super night for your business yeah. for the people involved. It's yeah. it's just great to it's rub super. shoulders with so many others. And, and you know the great. It's on at a great time of year because it's at the end of November. November, so we're kind of all cranking up for Christmas of and course, we yeah. kind of used it as a part of our Christmas party so we kind of got out and got all dressed up and 
It's actually, it's so glitzy and glammy. It's a deadly night. It's mm. brilliant. Mm. Well worth, mm. well worth entering and hopefully being shortlisted <laughs> for. Yeah, and hopefully. It's in City North Hotel on the twif- 25th of November. And as the lady said there, it is perfect timing because if you have a business that is running into the Christmas and that, it's just at the right time before that actually uh, takes off. So it's 50-50 this year, we have to say. You know, 50/50. as you were with half of it, but 50% of it now going to the public uh, vote. And, and that's a great thing, I think, as well. It's a wonderful it, it, thing. It is, because it's actually giving the votes back to your customers. Yes. Your actual... And if and there are customer service people I know that can go out and you can do the, um, you know, the secret shopper, but do they really know you? I don't think mm. they know you as well as your own customer knows you. Mm. And you have people that you really would bend over backwards for. And it's a nice way for them to able to say thank you to you by voting for you. Yeah. So, But they can only do that if you say, OK, I'm willing to put my name up there and see what my customers will say. But to let people know in case they're worried, there's nothing on view. Nobody can see how many people have voted for you. So it's not like that old, you know, TV shows where you'd see the, the clap vote yeah, going yeah, up yeah, and up yeah, and up. Yeah, yeah. Nobody will see that, only the judges will see what the actual votes are. I knew mm. your company yourself. Mm. So um, there's nothing, no humiliation in it that you might not get as many all. votes. Not it's, at all. That's very important. Yeah, so just give there. the categories again there, please, quickly. So the categories again are um, best hair salon, best beauty salon, best coffee shop, best pub, best restaurant customer service high street hero they're all the public vote yes and then the ones that are judged on because they have to be because of the type of business they are solopreneur and SME 2 to 10 SME 11 and over family business of the year which is a huge award we have so many family businesses in Drogheda like it's incredible they Mm. date back for so many years best not for profit emerging new business tourism business of the year and environment and um, biodiversity yeah they are all our awards that are up for this year. And well, the, 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 we did find the yeah. place to go to. Mm-hmm. And it is www. the old fashioned <laughs> way, businessexcellenceawards.ie. And yes. that's an actual fully dedicated site to the awards. Okay. So you have that in your own hand. You can do with it whatever you want when yeah. you get in there. Businessexcellenceawards.ie is the website. Get nominating. If you're in with those local businesses there that we mentioned on the public vote, do say to them, get cracking there, get in and we'll get a little campaign behind you to vote for you and get you through to the uh, shortlisting stage, which would be wonderful. Listen, thank you both for dropping in to me today. Lelia Doolin at the Design Gallery. Give her a shout for anything when it comes to a special occasion. Thank you for joining me today. Thank and you, good Jerry. Luck. I'm rooting for you. Yes, this year. thank you. Please do. Please do. <laughs> and Karen Healy, of course, uh, the woman who makes it all happen. Thank Draw the Business Excellence Awards, North East Business Excellence Awards, should I say, 25th of November, City North Hotel. Tell. Good luck to everybody. Get entering. The closing date is? Is the 31st of August. 31st of August, so time of the essence. Thank you, ladies. Good luck with everything. No Thank, Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Jazzy. Giving me on your late lunch. It's Monday afternoon. August 23 and just reminding you with the summer of 23 in mind and it's to be a good week this week folks it is indeed fingers crossed our online radio station playing the biggest hits and shining a light on Irish life with conversations around the issues that matter yes LMFM's Pride Vibes is alive and well for the summer of 23 join us as we count down to parades and celebrations across Ireland stream it on the LMFM website or app and join the community's biggest stars at Pride Vibes Vibes.ie. That's Pride Vibes, proudly supported by Volterall, the joy of movement. Listen live now 
with LMFM. Thank you for your messages to the show today. But before I go to them, let me remind you about tomorrow because we're coasting along on late lunch each Tuesday in August. Wonderful Tuesdays we've had in Clarehead, in Blackrock Village. We're in Laytown, Bettystown tomorrow. We're actually on the promenade in Laytown from half one to half three. Do join us. Give us a shout. Say hello. It's been great the last couple of weeks. So come on, Laytown, Bettystown. Let's be having you tomorrow afternoon for late lunch in your neck of the woods. Jerry, the public toilets in Balbriggan. They're in Balbriggan. There are public toilets, Jerry, in Balbriggan, but they're located down at the beach entrance next to the harbour. Not a toilet on the main street for anyone to use, but all the money Fingal County Council have. Not a toilet for visitors. And now they're closing the car park near the railway station, says a listener there um, there are no public toilets in Kells uh, I was a bit short taken recently I'll tell you it's no joke and I had to run uh, the, the other side of town and head into the bushes says Jim from Kells sorry to hear that Jim hope there are no nettles knocking about in the bushes Jerry no public toilets in Dunshockland either says a listener um, so you know this public toilet thing is an issue not available in some of our towns and villages across the northeast, and the condition of them certainly causing angst and annoyance for people as I'm hearing this afternoon on late lunch and it is a, a huge thing you know and especially as the years put on push on or if you have children a good friend of mine Joe Grennan says when you pass the 50 you need to know where the nearest loo is and that can be true for many of course and then with young children too but the state of them my god almighty if you have public toilets, you've got to maintain them. Maintain them clean, maintain them well. When we were at Clarehead last uh, Tuesday week, I have to say the public toilets on the pier were very, very uh, well kept indeed. And I want to give them credit there on the pier for that. But anyway, your public toilets, the loos in your local club, what are they like? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with me on the show this afternoon. Coming up after three, our top five countdown and how to reach your full potential, which many of us never do. No public toilets in the village of Slane, Jerry, an historic village with lots to see and do either. I wonder, you know, Slane is small, no disrespect. You know, how small has a place to be to have public toilets or how big does it need to be? You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking on my feet here as I talk about that. But I understand you feel it, you live there and you uh, have an opinion that there should be. But I think it's a consideration how small a population centre warrants or justifies a public toilet uh, facility. Paul has been on to say uh, about Drogheda and the retail parks, of course, you have Southgate, you have a huge one on the south side, on the north side as well, and no public toilet facilities on uh, the M1 retail park and the other one uh, as well, the big ones on the north and south side of Drogheda, and that's a point well made as well. You do have... uh, Restaurants there, uh, coffee places, coffee houses, etc. That I'm, our toilets available in in two. But I hear what you're saying. God, we've uh, certainly stirred a hornet's nest on late lunch this afternoon with the poil, uh, the uh, public toilet facilities. Thanks to everybody who's been in touch with us, and we've raised a number of issues. And I am awaiting a response from Loud County Council about the ri- original uh, topic of conversation with Mary early on the show, but the public toilets in Black Rock in County Loud and I'll bring that to you I promise you I'll air whatever the council has to say now let's have a crack at this on late lunch five four three two one counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear
And today it's The number 5 from this very week in 1986 And I can tell you This song was originally released in 1975 By Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes And it was subsequently covered the following year In 1976 by Thelma Houston But today's version was by far the biggest The Communards in 1986 It was the best-selling single of 86 in the United Kingdom Here it is, number five in the top five countdown Communards and Don't Leave Me This Way Communards, don't leave me this way. You'll never leave us on LMFM Radio, we know that. Don't leave us, encourage others to join you as well. Listening to us every day. On the radio online or on the LMFM app. Yes, number five in our top five countdown from this week in 1986. It's the Communards and don't leave me this way and of course... Round about this time tomorrow, we'll continue the countdown with the 4321 up until Friday afternoon. Final break of the day on late lunch. Now, the uh, Rugby World Cup is starting shortly, and uh, we'd like to send you and a friend to the Ireland South Africa game at the Stade de France in Paris on September 23rd. What a match that'll be. Return flights, three nights in Paris and gold category match tickets with hospitality. To find out how you can win the ultimate rugby experience, listen next Monday morning at 8.15 here on LMFM Radio. So that's next Monday morning show. You've got to be tuned in to win that fantastic prize. News just breaking on the sporting front as well. Mason Greenwood will not play for Manchester United again. They've just announced that he is to leave the club. He was uh, charged with attempted rape, but the charges were dropped. But he won't play for Manchester United again. He's going to move away. And United say they'll facilitate that move. It'll be interesting to see who will sign him more on our sports bulletins for sure a little bit later on here on LMFM Radio. Delighted to say hello to my final guest of the day. Welcome her back to the show. She's the founder of the School of Conscious Living. She's a psychotherapist and is involved in transformation for people. We all transform through life, don't we? Monica Hoy, welcome back. Thank you, Jerry. Hello, how are you? I'm really good. Good to talk to you again. Um, good. W- you're involved in a, a big event coming up next weekend. I know we'll we'll tell them about that in a moment. But helping people realizing their full to realize their full potential, unlocking their creativity. Do many of us sit on it? I think so. I think it's only when something comes up in our lives, like we're made redundant or we're discover that we're actually we're fed up with the same job or something happens suddenly in our lives maybe it's that we have to sell our home or maybe it's that we think we can't put this idea on the shelf any longer we really have to go and do something about it so often we need an impetus otherwise we just put this idea off but so many of people have an idea or want to change but are scared of it you know so I think that Yes, uh, you know, we all need support in helping us achieve our potential. One, in identifying what is our potential, what would we love to be doing, what would we rather doing or what we could we be doing as well. And then I think we need the support and people to hold our hands around, but what is it you'd really love to do and what do you need to get there? So that's what I'm about, Jerry. I've been a psychotherapist a long time, over 20 years, and I'm passionate about the importance of people having a place to really figure out 
who they are and what they want and what they really want to be doing. And I think these days, since lockdown and COVID and all of that, we are all reevaluating. And it is time to transform, as you said earlier, and move towards fulfilling our potential yeah yeah and you know obviously when you do find your destiny and where you want to be you'll be much happier for it i think of myself where i sit here today i fell into this by accident to be honest with you monica and i I never had a plan and thank god it worked out for me but i'll tell you the big thing was i had to leave a very good job and secure employment and take a bit of a chance really and that is an issue for a lot of people. How do you, you know, deal with that or, 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 you know, make the shift with that uncertainty? Yes. So you're saying that some people will feel, yes, afraid of the unknown, yes. afraid of the security. Yeah. Yes. Well, maybe you're not ready. If you prefer the security, that might be where you want to stay. Mm. But then sometimes people get so fed up with the security. Now, were you pushed out of where you were? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, I, I jumped. You'll be pushed out. No, but how did you end up then? You said by chance. By chance, yeah. I started dabbling at this, you know, uh, oh, by okay. total accident. And then it developed from there. And my God almighty, I have to say today, I've never been happier in my whole life. And you're proficient at what you do now. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is people's hobbies or things that they do on the side to actually discover, I'd really love to be doing more of that, you know. Mm. So I think that, you know, I think it's imperative for all of us to give ourselves a chance to actually look at what we'd really love to be doing, you know. And it doesn't have to be that we maybe we won't make a major shift in our lives, but to entertain these other ideas. And there are some people who've been made redundant, just people are bored or stuck or feeling fed up with what yes. they're doing. And they're thinking... God, I'd love to do that, or I'd love a change. I'm not sure what I'd love a change. And those are people that I love working with. Around, so what's holding you back? You know, tell me about the fear. You know, what are the the mindset? You know, mindset. Yeah. We hear a lot about mindset these days, but it is so important. Like, what are you telling yourself? Oh, uh, I'll never come to anything. You know, or a lot. I couldn't be making money doing what I loved. You know. Yes. Um, um, and so I think you know it really this what I'm about and this one day that I'm uh, organising this Saturday and tell you more about that later is about coming together to think well, what would you love to do and to get some space to figure out what is it you'd love to do whether you stay in your daytime job but maybe start to do something else as well or yeah. whether you sell up shop and move to Roscommon and follow your <laughs> hobby there you know yeah and I hear what you're so, saying and you know what, what I want to ask is sometimes redundancy or the end of a road in a job or oh. something in your life forces you down this road but what you're That's saying right. to me we can continue as we are for the time being but actually absolutely. plan the shift absolutely and often so yeah you made redundant you spent a long time at one thing but often it's a great opportunity to mm. really look at what you're good at what makes your heart sing you know and I'm sure you notice that younger people are much more fluid about careers and how many hours and they want to travel and they want quality of life and I think as you get older as well you're certainly entitled to make choices about how you spend your time and your quality of life and whether you're bringing yourself to the world you know and bringing your talents to the world and so I think that it's a great opportunity, whatever age you are, it's a time to really uh, step into the driving seat of our lives and figure out what it is we do want to do and get support around what is the fear, you know, what 
what is holding you back? What are those messages? You know, you couldn't be paid for what you enjoy, you know, that kind of thing. To look at those messages and, you know, this um, day that I'm organising, this Saturday, you know, I've got an older woman who said, oh, I'm too old to write, but I have loads of books in me, you know, and if somebody else who's a waitress who's a stand-up comedian, and she said, oh, I'm not really sure, you know, I can't really waitress forever. She's very good at it, but there's other ideas there. So it's, this is a place where you're coming together with other people who are going to have a bit of fun and exploring yes. what their strengths are, what they really enjoy. Mm. So listen, tell them before we finish, time is going to be there. It's this Saturday from 10 to 4 at the United Arts Club in Dublin. How do they register or find out more information? Go and look up me, monicahockey.ie. Everybody knows how to spell hockey, do they? Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) No relation. (laughs) Reeling back, reeling in the ears. He's there at the minute. If you're watching them, you'll see him every night. Hockey is a famous name. monicahockey.ie. If you're looking for a change. Anyway, nice to talk to you. Yeah. Okay. Take care, Monica. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the lovely Monica Hottie there. If you want to make a change, register now. That's it on Late Lunch today. Big thank you to Eamon Doyle, who guided me safely through the last couple of hours. We're coasting along. Late Town Promenade tomorrow, 1.30 to 3.30. Do give us a shout. See you then. Listen back to the Late Lunch Show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Brought to you by Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com AI for people to learn more.